This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is Greg Olson, and I'm thrilled to introduce my new podcast, TE1. TE1 will chronicle a 60-year evolution of the tight end position, from its origins as an obscure, overlooked blocking role to the versatile superstar position that it is today. I'll explore the evolution of the position through conversations with some of the all-time game-changing tight ends. And just like the incredible tight ends we sit down with on my new show, the Chevy Silverado is in a league of its own. This truck is all about grit, strength, and dependability. The same attributes it takes to be a tight end. Let's catch up. An NFL podcast with Taylor Bashotti and Sam Batesh, where we talk about the biggest headlines in the NFL. So, Taylor, you know what? Let's catch up. It's been too long. Yeah, we really should. Blue Wire. Taylor, let's catch up immediately. Like, immediately get <laughs> me right now, Taylor. Where are you? Because this if I have to describe happened. this Sunday in one word, it would have to be injuries. I don't know what happened to week two, but I've never seen so many injuries, especially in that first set of games of players on every team. And just so many. We've got Saquon Barkley, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh, got just punched in my stomach when that happened uh most of the Niners boats are for the Niners McCaffrey's dinged up it was one after another I was scared for every player that touched that touched the field and apparently Kyle Shanahan is too you were texting me all day about that and I really only engaged I, I I was playfully texting back and forth with you but it wasn't until really it really wasn't until what was the text I sent you that was most definitive today was the text, and I wrote one word 10 times in a row. And it was Jack. Dak, 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 Dak. Am Dak, I supposed Dak, to be surprised Dak, though? No, no. Look, most weeks that's what I'm doing. I'm watching Dak and I'm keeping up with it. But it, as an Eagles fan, the day was going to be okay because, yes, the Eagles lost and they were going to drop to 0 2. But the Cowboys, who most people think the division is going to come down to the Cowboys or the Eagles, the Cowboys were going to be 0 2 also. No big deal. The Rams look really good. Rams are, Rams are an excellent team. We knew that. But the fact that the, the Eagles were basically losing by 20, they were going to lose their game fine. The Cowboys are losing by 20. They're going to lose their game. But what, 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 what in the world happened? Now, Taylor, let's remind people, please. Your fantasy quarterback is who? Dak Prescott. By the way, fun fact of the day, he's the first player with at least 400 passing yards and three rushing touchdowns in a single game in NFL history. He passed for 450 yards one touchdown and rushed for three touchdowns. So four, four, four total touchdowns. I am adapted to Dak Prescott for this reason. He can be the quarterback that has you in a game that you're losing by 20, which means clearly he's not doing a lot right early on. That's what I was going to say, Sam, though. But what happened early on? Why, why, why must he torture his team, the fans? Why, why does he put himself in that position with his back against the wall? 
Taylor, the quote is this. They don't ask you how, they ask you how many. And right now, the Cowboys have one. That's one win. And it's very important because the zero really would have stunk if they got blown out at home by the Falcons. And they didn't. They didn't. I don't even know what it's like to be a Falcons fan. We have a very good friend, Matt, who listens to Let's Catch Up. Loves you. Loves the show. Met him in Israel. Great dude. Falcons fan. And it's one thing to have the 28th. Bless his heart. Bless I'm his from heart. Atlanta. So bless all you my know friends. It's a lot of it. You know it. But 28 to 3 and the Super Bowl against the Patriots is one thing, of course. I mean, no Falcon fan will ever forget that. But for Dan Quinn to be up 20 on the Cowboys on Sunday and have this happen again in such a dreadful mm-hmm. And catastrophic way. They blew their biggest lead since the Super Bowl. Taylor, this stat has been floating around there. First of all, luckily that was their biggest lead since the Super Bowl. And I, I and I can't imagine there would have been another one in between. So I'm glad that, that it was only that one and this one. But the stat floating around today is 440 and 0. Teams who scored 39 points with zero turnovers in a game before Sunday were 440 and zero, zero losses. The Falcons did something that is just unfathomable. And for Miraculous, that, unfortunately, in the wrong way. How about how about the onside kick? Did you did you? I mean, I, of course you were watching it, but it was a night. It was a good kick by Zerline, by the way. Right? You want that? You want that sort of spinning top that just goes ten yards. And all the Cowboys are following the ball and waiting to touch it until it goes 10 yards because that's what the offense has to do. The defense, the team that's receiving the kick, the Falcons, they can touch the ball at any point. Yeah. The kicking team can't touch it until 10 yards. The receiving team can just grab the ball. The Falcons are watching the ball spin, watching it spin at seven yards, at eight yards, at nine yards, and then at 10 I even felt like the Falcons didn't really even react until the Cowboys bent down to get the ball. It was ugly. It was ugly in every single way. It was. As well as all the injuries this week. The injuries were were awful. I just want to say one more thing about the Cowboys, Taylor, because your quarterback, I I have to say it's it's a fun journey. It will be a fun journey the entire season. He put he put up thirty nine point eight points. I'm okay with it. You're, you're you're okay with Dak today. Amari Cooper, by the way, catch of the day. Julio oh. Jones, not so okay with you today. I don't know how you dropped that pass. It might or might not mess me up on fantasy. I'm playing Lindsey Rhodes this week, who obviously has a very good team. Ooh. So we shall oh, see. That, that is. I'm actually winning right now, but I am out and I am at 130 points. She is at 103 points, but she still has Darren Waller. Uh-oh. And yeah, what else? I think she's got uh, Camara. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's, you it's, a tight, it's a tight race. You're going to be sweating this out. Julio, what an incredible play. I mean, look, I'll give Dan Quinn and the Falcons credit. They also did a lot right. Ridley is a stud, by the way, obviously. Yeah. And But the play from – they actually have three receivers that are stud because Gage made an unbelievable pass to Julio Jones that he barely – I mean, all, he just for some reason he short-armed it, which Julio never does that. I mean, Julio makes every catch everywhere. That was an unbelievable play. A great pass by Gage. And of course, if they had that, this would be totally different. They also went for two. The Falcons also went for two. And a point in this game mattered. They could have lost in overtime instead of regulation, I suppose. But oh, I'm just, there's part of me that is so conflicted. Yeah. 
Um, no, I agree. Another huge takeaway from today, moving on from the Cowboys and the Falcons. I know, I know you're adapted. No, let's do it, you're no, adapted. Please. But is uh, first of all, big kudos to the Chargers for keeping it under wraps that Tyrod Tyrod Taylor um, was not going to be playing this week. Obviously, they Nobody didn't know for that. sure until today, and then they told Justin Herbert, backup quarterback, obviously rookie quarterback, taking the six or and can't remember what pick he was overall. Was he six? He was definitely the last quarterback taken in the first round, but um, told him today, by the way, you're starting. So he goes in there. What an impressive debut. The Chiefs, of course, were too, too much for him to take on, except at this point, after such an impressive debut, I cannot imagine them taking that away from him. And I'm having deja vu from when. Tyrod Taylor was taken out of the game in Cleveland and then Baker Mayfield went in. And obviously he was never the starter again. Right. That was the Browns Jets game. It was a Thursday night game. Browns Jets. It was Darnold versus what was Tyrod and then became Baker and Baker brought him all the way back. That was a remarkable way to steal that job. And he did and he deserved it. And today Herbert deserved it. You know, you, you even said, by yeah, the way, it was number six overall. Taylor, you were right. Yes, he passed right. for 311 yards with one touchdown and rushed for a touchdown. He was so, two touchdowns. I, I won't, 11 yards. His pocket presence, I thought that he did a lot right. He did more than a lot right. By the way, I think it was the first rushing touchdown for a quarterback of the Chargers in 10 seasons. Yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> that was pretty cool right there. He obviously likes Hunter Henry. And I will say this much the game came down to third and 20, Taylor. Mm-hmm. With under a minute to go, third and 20, the Chargers need to stop against, of course, Mahomes. And Mahomes found 20 yards. So that's what he does, but with his feet, which was incredible. That wasn't on Herbert at all. And you got to give credit to Butker, by the way. 53 oh my yards. Gosh, 53 yards. Hit it. Penalty. Back like, five yards. 58 yards. Hit it. Oh, we hit a timeout. 58 yards again. He hit three 50 yard field goals in the span of 15 seconds to win that game. I, I've never seen anything like it. I have not seen that. I've seen plenty of guys miss on the second or third try to hit three like that. Just ice in his veins, obviously. Good for Butker. Good for Andy Reid. I feel terrible because Herbert really played well enough. He deserved to win. I thought Burrow played well enough and to I'm win. Ironically, he's first game against the Chargers. So Yeah, I'm just shocked that Anthony Lynn would come out and say if Tyrod's healthy, then he is absolutely the starter. I don't know how you come out there right after a game where Justin Herbert played so well and say that. It's strange. you know. And coaches tend to do that, Taylor. I think that's just what all of us want to be right. You know, we, in other words, to say, I chose this guy to be the starter for a reason. He's the leader of this team. He's the starter. He's my QB one. I think coaches like holding on to that. I just felt like what you saw on the field was clearly the team responding in this moment. There's also the other side of it, which would say the Chiefs were not prepared to play Justin Herbert. That maybe yeah. if he was out against the team that was prepared all week to take him on, that that could have been different. But I thought Justin Herbert, to come into a game like that against, I mean, if you had to choose a team to come in for your first game that you don't even know you're starting, it wouldn't be the Chiefs. It would not be the Chiefs. No. It wouldn't be the Chiefs. Now, was- another thing that I think, obviously, there are nine teams that are 2-0. Yeah, Arizona, come on. Yeah, you're Buffalo, right. Baltimore, Chicago, Green Bay, Kansas City, the Rams, Pittsburgh, and Tennessee. Now, who's your I most important? I'm shocked that the Texans are now 0-2. Although, you know what I said today? I looked at somebody today and I said, Texans got to be tough, you know. But I said, look at the schedule. Look at the schedule. That's it's not an easy way to start, right? I mean, out of the gate, Chiefs and Ravens, that's the two, those are the two teams you want to play least in the entire league, right yeah. there, right out of the gate. 
So I don't get, I would say you can't judge the Texans yet. I don't think I, I couldn't agree more. I think the Texans are a great team, but those, those are, I think, arguably the two best teams in the AFC. Yes, right there to get them out of the gate. That's still tough. I don't think we can slot the Texans anywhere yet. I don't think you can say much. I will say, you know, the Ravens on defense, what they what they were able to do today, mm-hmm. so impressive. We're so used to what they do offensively, but the defense came to play against the Texans on Sunday. My, I will say this. We obviously know that I'm a big Ravens fan, and I think cute. that they're one of the best teams in the league. But one one key area where I noticed that they were struggling We've talked about the pass rush. We've said that that wasn't good. Uh, their offensive line was not as strong as it could have been. They sure. could they could definitely improve there. Sure. So awesome. those are two key right. areas where if they're going to want to contend with the Chiefs and beat the Chiefs, they're going to need to improve on that. From a protection standpoint, yes. But look at the – they still open up huge holes. Ingram had the long run as well. It wasn't a tremendous day for them offensively. They've got a three-headed back back there with Dobbins, oh, yeah. Ingram, and Dobbins. Gus the Bus. Yeah, Dobbins is, is going to be a special player. No doubt about that. Real quick, I, I'll put you on the spot. I'll, I'll give you mine first. Favorite 2-0 team at the moment that isn't necessarily like – okay, the Ravens aside. How about that? You know, Favorite 2-0 team. The most interesting 2-0 team to me, I, I'm going to still – I'm going to ride the Cardinals – I think the Cardinals are just a fun team to watch and keep your eye on. And, of course, with the Niners, with the injuries that they've sustained today, I, I think this is going to be a fun ride. I'm enjoying what I'm seeing out of the Cardinals most at 2-0. I, I, I'm interested to know who you think at 2-0 is sort of that sneaky, interesting team for you. And it could be the, <sighs> the Bills, obviously. I mean, Josh Allen looks next level, clearly. I, 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 you know, I hate this answer for my own self, but New England is an interesting team if they go 2-0. That's been um, so fun. Cam in New England is great. I mean, Cam you and I spent a lot great. of time wondering. The Steelers, the Steelers look good. The Steelers' defense is sneaky dangerous. I think that when they are all, when they when they get their groove going and it's middle of or end of October, I, I think they're going to be a scary team oh. to contend with. And then I also think that the Rams are picking up right back, like you like you predicted, Sam. You predicted before the season started. They're going to pick up right where they left off after their that Super Bowl year. I just had a feeling. I had a feeling. What a bad taste in their mouth. You know, McVay is just too smart for for I, I knew last year wouldn't be their ultimate definition. To me, they were defined in those first two seasons where they surprised everyone and won the division and went to the playoffs and got upset at home by Atlanta. And then of course the second season when they went all the way to the Super Bowl. I knew that was much more the fabric of what that team is more than last season, where they took the step back. They were overcommitted to Gurley. I, I, there was a lot going on internally for the team last season. And I just had a feeling McVay's not going to let this happen for long. And right now, with what happened to the Niners, the Rams look like they very well could be the cream of the crop in the very loaded stack, as we predicted, NFC West, which is going to be impossible to decipher probably all the way until week 17. All right, Taylor, real quick, I want to send everybody to Indeed. Please, right now, go to Indeed.com slash wire. To get your free $75 credit, 75 bucks, courtesy of Blue Wire, and let's catch up because on Indeed.com, that is the number one job site in the world. Indeed gets you the best people fast. Indeed, I-N-D-E-E-D.com slash Blue Wire. Get your free 75 bucks. Let them know Let's Catch Up sent you. Taylor. One other thing we just have to discuss before we go. Obviously, we both feel terrible. Saquon Barkley, that, Ugh. you know, the Giants 
Obviously, what happened Monday night in week one was ugly. They looked interesting for a bit, but defensively and and the offensive line was overwhelmed. Bud Dupree from the Steelers was all over them. And then, frankly, they hung with the Bears all the way through the game today, despite having lost Saquon. It's a shame. It's a shame. Giants fans, because Daniel Jones very much looks like the real deal. Evan Ingram, will he ever be the tight end they think he's going to be? I'm not sure. Slayton, they've got a lot of pieces there that you can tell for the future. But, man, it feels over with Saquon out. It just uh, it just takes the wind out of the sails. It's both from a fantasy perspective. from, from Fantasy, a, personal, just, just what a what a, what a stud, what a great guy, what a – amazing face of the league and for him to go out again with a torn ACL. We all know that if anybody can come back and play in the same season after tearing your ACL, it's Saquon, but still watching him in his face as he was limping off the field, it just broke everyone's hearts. Honestly, week two, I hope that there is never another injury week like we just saw this week. Ugly. Ugly. It's a shame. And I'm, and I'm sure, you know, the league will talk about this because it really means the preseason has a purpose. So, Uh, Mm. You know, in some way, I get you know that's what the argument would be. I would say, yes. but whatever. the bottom line is, we feel terrible. Taylor, we we will catch up again soon. Dak, 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 Dak. Oh my Dak, gosh, Dak, enough with Dak. Dak, 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 Dak. Shout out to Catherine and her two and zero Buffalo Bills. Josh Allen is an early candidate for MVP. But wow, but Taylor, let's definitely catch up very very soon. Uh, and sorry, sorry, Saquon. Oh. Mm-hmm.